the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Good stories today. Jobless claims are remaining at troubling levels. Markets opened slightly, slightly down. Um, Played a little bit with green, but mostly down. But again, just a slight, just a skosh, just a little bit. After a big down day yesterday, it seems a little inconsistent. Macy's going to lay off 3,900 employees. This is one of those scenarios that we will probably forget about by a week from now, where COVID did do some permanent damage to jobs. So right there, if you think there's a V-shaped recovery for 3,900 people, it's not going to be. Or maybe they'll go get a better job. I don't know. But it also shows you Macy's is struggling. Order for big ticket Factory goods have surged 15.8%. Now, that's a big number. Now, uh, big-ticket factory goods are probably what you could think of, like refrigerators. You know, they sell refrigerators with um, uh, digital picture frames in them now. And it seems so ridiculous because the digital picture frame that I got five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago is pretty darn awful. And the idea of having a refrigerator for 10 years with aging technology, I don't know. Can't we just have a refrigerator that keeps stuff cold? 800-516-1220 to each calls on air. So we had big ticket items. But they were off extreme lows that we saw the growth. Hmm. Let's see if we can find anything here. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, it sounds like a bad guy you know, uh, click or union or group, the IMF, James Bond versus the IMF. The International Monetary Fund estimated earlier this week the global economy will slow, will slow, contract. That's not all oh, that's good if you're trying to lose weight. It's bad if you're trying to grow. The global economy is going to contract by 4.9% this year. Next year should grow at a 5.4% pace. Both of those numbers, the depth went deeper, the recovery went lower. So one of the things that the IMF is saying, and if this doesn't put a little bit of urine in your pants, I don't know what will. Quote, the discount between markets and the real economy raises the risk of another correction in risk asset prices should investor risk appetite fade, posing a threat to the recovery. So if you were to parse that just for a couple seconds, stock market's overvalued. And if people realize that, that poses another risk. 
because right now we're throwing it in the positive side. People feel wealthier in their stocks. If they feel down in the dumps because of COVID and then down in the dumps because their stocks, it kind of starts to retard the growth going forward. It's one of my favorite words, flame retardant. But it's also one of the most controversial words in the world. But uh, it is what it is. I feel like James Lipton. What's your favorite word? Kiefer Sutherland. Gravitas. Gravitas. Kiefer Sutherland's a little bit too serious for me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, KB Holmes is lower by not 1%, not 2%. Like, what did they do to be down 16% today? Shy of expectations. So if you start mixing the IMF, saying things look a little overrated in the world of the stocks, and then KB Holmes, ticker symbol KBH, a stock, misses their their numbers, and it gets hit not, not a little bit, a lot. <clears throat> I would be offended if I woke up down 16% in a position. I would be wounded. Disney has announced it's going to delay its Disneyland reopening past July 17. California is not ready. Disney World has a petition filled with almost every single employee that says, please don't open this. Nevada's governor is ordering face masks to be worn in public and in casinos. It is kind of fun watching some of these um, states that open back up scramble. And now, because we've seen such big spikes two weeks after opening up, we're like, that was a bad idea. If you don't want to contain this. Now, again, I understand there's some people on both sides. Some people are like, let's get through it. Some people are like, no, let's turtle up. I get it. But um, so now if you go into a casino, you have to wear a mask, which I I don't want. I'd rather play online poker than go to Vegas and wear a mask. Because like Vegas, it's, it's you're supposed to be free and almost naked. You're supposed to be able to smoke and drink, and the mask kind of kills that. I know you're saying, are you really being serious? Yeah, I kind of am. Um, I didn't want to go to Vegas until there's a cure. I just don't feel why. I've been in Vegas before. <laughs> it's not all that in a bucket of chicken. It is fun. And in your 20s and early 30s, it's great to go see a show there and, and feel like you're part of the the lore of Vegas. But that's about as far as it goes. So Vegas is not opening up as much as they thought. Again, that's a little different than a week ago. Disney is not opening on time in, in California like they thought. And, again, that's a little bit more of a contraction. KB Holmes, uh, overvalued – not overvalued stock. I'm not going to say that. Stock that had a big down move when it missed expectations that were lowered. Economic data released today, um, still kind of negative. It, let's talk about it. Initial claims for the weekend in June 20th. Today's June 25th. Decreased 60,000 to a very still high 1.48 million. So another 1.4 million people sent to unemployment in the last week. Continuing claims plunged by 767,000, which is telling us a lot of people went back to work. 767,000 in theory went back to work, while we lost 60,000. Um, or no, I'm sorry, we lost 1.4 million in the week. So 1.4 million lost, 767,000 gained back. It's still pretty negative. 
it's nice though. It is nice to see a big drop in continuing claims, but those numbers are still very, very high. There was a reacceleration in case counts, and people are rethinking reopening efforts are going to trigger more worries and more COVID hospital utilization rates. Um, again, my advice to you is yeah, there's a lot of data out there, and it's up to you to come up with a plan for you and your family within reason. Can't go into a movie theater and start yelling fire, right? Or can you? Or can you, as my children would say. The children, the children. So let's wrap up. We'll just call it a day after one segment. Stock market opened slightly lower. There's a rethinking of the reopening of the coronavirus. Now, I think it's fair to say the red states are going to plow forward with let's open up. The, the blue states are going to say let's, let's, let's think about this. I'm amazed at how much work is getting done with all this conflict going on. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. One last little quick aside. Uh, Boeing received an analyst downgrade and is down with airline stocks today. That's a little bit disconnected in a good way from the the current problems facing Boeing and putting them into a bigger, bigger pot of problems. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. I was talking with someone I knew not that long ago, probably in the last day. And a lot of people ask me for stocks. It's really a funny kind of thing because it's like my friend who's an OBGYN. I'm not asking him advice. But just because I deal with stocks, people want to ask me advice. My friend who is a molecular scientist, I'm not asking him, you know, what can I do this weekend to like kind of expand my whatever <laughs> kind of thing. Um, my molecular science background. But this person wanted to know about what stock is going to have the cure. I'm okay. Well, conventional wisdom says Moderna. Start there and expand your research. Take some MRNA. I said, they ain't got no earnings. So no, no cure, no earnings. Cure for COVID and big money. Um, Cure for cancer. Cure for diabetes. Cure for erectile dysfunction. Um, I'm watching a, a crazy show, and I'll tell you a bit more about it in the future, but I'm watching one of, the, one of those Netflix shows called Crime Heist. And it was written in Spanish. It was performed in Spanish, and it was dubbed or translated into bad English dubbing. So they know Americans aren't going to put up with reading subtitles, so they just dub it. And it's a great show. It's it's wonderful to see a, a TV show without Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Brad Pitt. It's wonderful to see Spanish people. Like, I feel I haven't been to Spain in a long time. I'm like, oh, these people are all good looking. So I'm watching that, and there was a funny line in it that said, um, it, it, it's really bad. It's kind of like um, uh, um, a soap opera for uh, crime, and it lasts. It's kind of like part... Usual Suspects, part Reservoir Dogs, part Days of Our Lives. <laughs> like, that's a weird combination. And it is. Um, but there's a great line in it where some guy has been 
picked on any of these fields real bad. He says, and the translation's awful. And I don't know what he was supposed to say, but it goes, and I've had erectile dysfunction for two days now because of you. And it was a guy talking to a guy. It wasn't like sexualized at all. I don't think, I think it was stress. And I was like, I've never had that perspective. But, um, so anyway, what I was trying to say is a lot of people want the next cure for COVID, but you should be saying, what's the next cure for cancer or diabetes? I'm not going to say much bigger problems, but much longer problems. So I'll give out some answers. Beyond Meat is lower today. Um, I recommend that to, to a lot of people last year. You said, well, give me a good growth stock. And I said, it's not for me, but you can have it. Beyond Meat, here's some BYND, alternative plant-based proteins. McDonald's in Canada were doing a trial, and... It feels like that was years ago, and they ended the trial, and they're not going forward. So McDonald's seems to say, well, we couldn't – I don't know what they're saying. But something along the lines of it didn't sell well. We couldn't make it in time well enough. It didn't meet our long-term standards. Something's there. So Beyond Meat's down 5.5% today. The negative is if McDonald's didn't like them the first time, they may not get a second time to try to win them. And that may go to another company. And then a percentage of the plant-based protein market doesn't go to Beyond Meat, which is a big one, McDonald's. Um, You get the idea. Maybe. One area that I'm really concerned in is a friend of mine came to me recently, and he said, like, he's looking at stocks that are wounded, and I just want people to be careful when you do that. It usually ends very, very badly. Um, wounded stocks complicate things when, or even just think about restaurants. Like you've got a friend who owns a restaurant in your hometown. He's been crushed by this. Now, if he took out his whole life savings and he took out a whole lot of business loans to open up his dream pizzeria, he's double screwed. Because not only was there a shutdown of the industry, but now he has a lot of debt that he has to service. One of the areas that I've said for years and years and years, and I've cleaned up my act, is you have to have standards. And as a joke that was acceptable for the time, crude, but a joke, I would say I have standards. I only date women with 32 teeth. Um, maybe 31. I'll go 31. Like, let's say you had a root canal or something. I'll go 31. But you have to have standards. And one of my standards is I kick out companies that are too leveraged. And then, like, so the stock that he was asking about was Hertz. And I, I doubled down on it. Not only do they have a lot of debt, not only do they have COVID, but they're also getting destroyed by Ubers and Lyfts um, on vacations, on, on business travelers. Those are the people that tend to use Hertz. The next time my family goes to Hawaii and play a little Hawaiian music in the back. Please, now, do it. Or at least do it in your head. The next time you go, you're probably not going to rent a car. The next time I go to New York, I'm probably not going to rent a car. No need. Uber and Lyft will get me there. Not at a fraction of the cost. It's probably more expensive if I use the service a lot, right? But my mind is there. Nevada had a big spike in COVID cases. Uh, 14,350. Big spike. So we could talk about, like, and the governor said everyone now must wear face masks. We got to change the face mask. We somehow have to make it sexy so people want to wear it. Like, it covers up the really hot and sexy part of a person. I really want to see those lips underneath there. 
Um, because the way we're looking at masks right now is like, ooh, stay away from me. Yeah, we need to come up. We need someone to come up with a trikini, um, bikini panties, bikini bra, and a bikini cover, mouth cover. Like, um, COVID's a problem in Nevada now. So yesterday the governor says this, and you're, I'm talking about the healthcare side, right? No, I'm talking about Caesars, MGM, Boyd, Wynn, Las Vegas Sands, and Penn National Gaming. Penn National Gaming has said two days ago. I'm trying to think what day it is. It's Wednesday, right? Uh, or is it Thursday? Oh, no. I've been lost at sea for months. It's Thursday. So I think Tuesday, Penn National Gaming said, we're going to open up all our casinos. We got 30 of them. And casinos, unless you're Donald Trump, don't lose money. Somehow Donald Trump's been bankrupt numerous times due to casinos. And again, that goes back to that first one of the person who wants to go with Hertz, who's got a lot of debt. Casinos never go out of business unless they have a lot of debt that they can no longer service. They're not losing. They're just they're falling behind on their servicing of debt. So when I see COVID nineteen spikes in Nevada, I see a problem. Yesterday I saw spikes in California, and I'm like, let's go take a look at the map. And it's they're all in Southern California. Disneyland shouldn't open, or at least they should pause and reflect, right? Anyhow, coming up, I want to talk a little about the car industry and some stocks that I like. You're always going to want to consult a broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned, but you should always be looking to educate yourself about what's going on financially in the stock market. In my opinion, it's like reading a great book. The stories can be wonderful and enticing. Shopify, a Canadian e-commerce company, can they become the next Amazon? Has anything in Canada overachieved? Are they a nation of underachievers? Hey, hey, don't send any hate email. It's a joke. Take off, you hoser. Um, but they do live in the shadow of America, North America, United States. You know what I'm saying? Dog. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thank you for listening to the show. I say that from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate it. I had an email from a man named Glenn last week that I've had two emails that I really liked in the last probably three weeks. One of them was pissed at the stock market at fitting all-time highs. And I can't use curse words, but let's just say he might have said friggin' fragging two or three times. He's losing his cool with how well the market's doing. And he's making money. He's doing well. But he, he doesn't like the disconnect. On one hand, he sees like, hey, we're struggling with this COVID reopening thing. On the other hand, the market's hitting all-time highs. And the IMF is saying, hey, this doesn't really add up either. So it's not just the average person seeing it. It's not just the billionaire tycoon who's seeing it. It's a lot of people. I was proud of him. And then I got an email, because uh, he should question. And I got an email from the man who said, you know, I'm starting to think, oh, I, the market's rigged and it always goes higher because neither Republican nor Democrats want to bail out Social Security, and this is the closest thing to it. And sorry if poor people who don't have enough money to pay their rent don't have enough money to buy stocks. They don't come along for the ride. Um, that's just that is a heavy, heavy conspiracy theory that I kind of I'm not against. I'm not saying I'm I'm going to go out and support it. Anyway, I wanted to talk about some stocks and how Wall Street sees things very very differently. 
um, Microsoft. They own Microsoft Windows. They own Microsoft Operating System. They own Microsoft. Um, you know the the work the group working technologies, the the email technologies, the Excel spread technologies, the work together techno collaboration technologies. Like they're pretty dominant what they do. It's kind of funny because when Microsoft a couple years later, you know, as they're moving into the internet, they come up with the Xbox. And everyone's like, that'll never work. Microsoft is a a blue, a white collar uh, company that, that caters towards businesses, and like they're too sterile. Game video game companies need to be fun and exciting. They didn't invent Halo. They bought it from a group of creative people. They didn't invent Minecraft. They bought it from one creative man. Um, and what they paid for both those franchises paid off nicely. Really, really nicely. It's like Disney. Do you remember Disney buying Pixar? You're like, whoa. Why are they doing that? They're Disney. Disney buying Marvel. Disney buying Star Wars. Disney. Like sometimes you could buy the intellectual property before other people do. What a disaster if Pixar and and uh, Star Wars uh, got in the hands of Time Warner or Comcast. Uh, do you see where I'm going out with that? So sometimes you could buy your way in. So Microsoft is looked at very, very differently. Some people see them as rolling up companies because they have cash. Some people see them as the embedded technology company, very similar to Apple. what Apple is to mobile phones, Microsoft is to computing or something like that. But some of the research that I do is people who look at things a little differently. For instance, Microsoft is going above and beyond its mission goals aiming to be carbon neutral in the next 10 years, a feat that will not be easy um, for such a massive technology company to pull off. They've pioneered new solutions to aid other companies in curbing their emissions as well. They've built hardware and software to help monitor and better understand the effect of different institutions have on the planet. They're creating tools to better handle the world's growing waste crisis. So you've probably never thought of Microsoft like that. I hope not. I'm not telling you. I'm not. I own shares, but I'm not telling you to. I haven't even looked at the valuation recently. I know that the stock market has been on a tear, and I'm like, it's overpriced. Has anything fundamentally changed with the company? Have they done a bad acquisition? Have they lost a key figure? Have they been hurt or or hindered or or positively built something out of COVID? There's other companies like Shopify, Canadian e-commerce company I was doing research on. Um, company does real-time e-commerce. So businesses rely on them. Budweiser and Red Bull um, are some big ones, as is Tesla. Shopify makes purchasing goods and services easy for anyone. So Shopify looks like it's got staying power. And I bring that up because... When you talk about them, the the first thing that most people say is, well, they're a poor man's Amazon. They should buy FedEx or they should merge with FedEx and Walmart. And wow. Shopify is delving into blockchain technology and they're promising to pick up sustainability. So that's out there. Polaris Infrastructure. I don't know if you can tell what the theme of the segment is. Is It's companies that are doing something for the environment that you may not think of as that. But Polaris infrastructure is exactly what you think when you think about helping out the world. They do renewable energy with a global footprint. Ticker symbol is PIF. 
it's one of those companies that will show up on a screen. And I like to screen stocks out and then find the story inside the stock. I don't like to find the story first. I want to find the stock first that looks like a candidate. Growing revenue year over year, quarter over quarter, maybe decade over decade. <clears throat> but Polaris, Polaris Infrastructure is doing renewable energy with the infrastructure. They've got a big Nicaragua geothermal project. It's producing 77 megawatts of renewable electricity in Peru. Um, it's got eight new power plants. So what they're doing is interesting to saving the planet. Now, did I tell you anything about the debt of the company? Did I tell you anything about the product? How does it differentiate? I didn't. It's just one side of a story. So I, I, I like thinking of stocks as an onion that you have to peel to find good and exciting stuff. Um, but it's out there. It really, really is out there. California wants to hit the accelerator on Uber and Lyft. See, see my little play there? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> on drivers becoming employees. The problem with that is that's what the politicians want. That's what society wants. Treat people with respect. Give them health care benefits. Don't maximize profits. Give them a 401k. Uh, make it a safe workplace environment, not a distant contractual uh, deal. Contractors in our, our workforce have risen in the last 10, 15, 20 years. In large part, if you have a kid today, you may want to teach them to grow up to be an independent contractor because corporations want to get out of doing the health care. Again, that is a wide generalization. But I'm okay with wide generalizations because this is a radio show. California plans to file court documents seeking to compel Uber and Lyft to reclassify their drivers as employees within the next few weeks. So that's going to be interesting on how that affects Uber and Lyft and their stock. Again, we know they're dealing with COVID. Now they're dealing with, not dealing with this, but it comes again with business. You almost have to have a legal team in this day and age if you're going to do something that disrupts kind of the old guard because they're not going to be happy with it. Google's another company I've been looking at in that ESG space, Save the World. Um, they're going green hardcore. It's focused on raising the bar for smart use of world's resources, like Facebook. Google's creating sustainable, energy-efficient data centers and workplaces. Um, so trying to rebuild supply chains on how they work. It's working with partner companies to help them go green. So a lot of these companies that you find evil, I find kind of interesting. Even something like a BlackRock, ticker symbol BLK. Now you're saying, you don't talk about BlackRock often. I don't. Um, they're a global investment management company. Global. Again, one of those James Bond kind villains where you're like, the CEO of BlackRock is hiding out in a lair. $7.4 trillion in assets under management. BlackRock has gone a big-time investment strategy shift, prioritizing. They're a big money management company, and they're saying, we're looking at ESG stocks first. And I'm like, you're not looking to make money first. You're not looking... That's what they say. BlackRock's focus on technology and sustainability has fueled the new trend in the marketplace. Trying to Ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is investors are more conscious about where they put their money. A couple of years ago, I was giving speeches um, to different groups, and one of the things that really started to emerge in a trend on speeches is corporations wanted 
they're millennials treated differently than the Generation X, differently than the baby boomers. It's not quite right. Differently, it's not, I, I don't want to say it's discriminatory, but they understand, like, we need to listen to this generation. They want to work for a company that gives them a day off to go clean up a church or gives them a day off to go clean up the road. They want that, and if they don't get that, they're they're unhappy. So that's all out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I want to talk a little bit about Uber and Lyft and how they have a market cap of about $70 billion in a giant auto industry. Who are some other players in the auto industry other than Uber and Lyft? GM, Ford, Chrysler, Tesla? Um, there's a lot going on there. There's a company called FaceDrive, and they, too, have a green strategy. They want to work with Uber, Lyft, GM, Ford, Chrysler. Not necessarily Tesla, because Tesla's fairly green in theory. But they want you know, to remove carbon emissions from the earth with plants. And you're like, whoa. A lot of megatrends going on. Megatrends. That sounds like a good way to make money. Put your money in front of a megatrend or into a megatrend. The disruption on the auto industry is going to be over $8 trillion. And there's going to be big money going into sustainability in automobiles. Carbon-neutral ride-sharing is going to be a thing. I don't know. Does that still make you want to own a company with a lot of debt like a Hertz? I don't know. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I haven't even looked at the markets. Shall we do it together? I saw that we opened a little lower, we went a little bit of green, and now we're a little bit of green, going nowhere fast. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So, at one point in time, I was a dating man in San Francisco, and one of the more interesting things was anyone younger than me, I would always like glom onto what they did socially. And one of the things was games like Word with Friends. And I saw like, wow, this generation is doing things a little bit differently than mine. We would call up friends and say, hey, want to meet at you know, a beer, uh, bar and have a beer? They're playing Words with Friends on their phones. Um, I bring this up because it, it jumps to the next thing. Fortnite is going to be screening Batman, Inception, and The Prestige. I think Friday. Um, Christopher Nolan movies, he's got a new one coming out right after COVID ends. It's slated, I think, for like late July. And they're trying to like get people to watch a preview. One of the things about not going to movies right now is we're not watching previews about movies we might be seeing in the future. Um, I think it's genius, not for me, but for how kids interact today, they would rather have headsets on talking to each other in different locations than that's just as good. So I'm going to look at that. I'm going to go kind of interesting. All right, let's, let's take a look at the numbers. And is there a business model there? I've already told you that there's one entertainment company that the virtual concerts that Travis Scott and Marshmallow have done on Fortnite have caught the attention of the music industry because they can't do concerts right now. Um, I don't think. So what what they're figuring out is there's different business models. And what I mean by that is um, you get a, a nerd, a computer nerd, to do exactly like what the Travis Scott concert was like, but you do it for your favorite band. 
uh, Dave Matthews Band or something like that. And you put you send the whole band in at different times on different days to record their part with cap, screen capture. That's a business that's come out of this. Like that's less than a hundred days old. I'm excited by that. Like that's a good thing with COVID. Um, I've worked my butt off for the better part of 30 years. I've had a, I, I've enjoyed not working as much. I've enjoyed cutting down on the driving. That's the only area where I'm saving time, but it adds up 10 hours a week. A little bit of sadness for you. You know, companies that are highly leveraged to debt. <clears throat> Chuck E. Cheese has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, when I was a kid, Chuck E. Cheese was a mecca. It was like Casa Bonita. But Casa Bonita is Cartman in South Park, an amazing place to go for your birthday. Chuck E. Cheese had that idea. Video games and pizza. And for some reason, they threw robots into it, which I don't understand. Dancing animal robots or something like that. I never understood that. And then they made just crap pizza. I remember doing a story on Chuck E. Cheese about two months ago. They started like um, calling themselves, like, excuse me for not having this anywhere near correct, but like Amici Brothers. So that when you're going on your app to figure out who has pizza, you didn't see Chuck E. Cheese to go pick it up. It was like a Michi Brothers. He's like, I wonder if that, that's real close to Chuck E. Cheese. And then you are like, oh, it is Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, but they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And again, why? Because they hit COVID with a massive amount of debt. Again, I think the theme of this hour is check out a company's debt level, debt to equity, debt to income. Take a look at a company like Apple and how they service their debt. We used to say Apple's got no debt, but then when debt went to the cost of less than 1%, it's okay if you're a strong company to, to pile up on debt. I've piled up on debt. One mortgage here, one mortgage there, one car here, one super expensive. I've piled on debt. I've had the ability to service it. So you have to have cash flow to service debt. And I think that's one of the things that people miss about real estate. Buying a house now isn't smart because the home prices are up. Buying a house is smart right now, maybe because you're playing the COVID. People are going to move from the big city to the small city. I get it. But buying a house right now is really smart or could be smart if you're getting $200,000, dollars $500,000 $500, at record low mortgage rates. It's a rock, scissors, paper thing. Um, as I've gotten older, I don't pray to investor gods, but let's pretend we're now in like Game of Thrones world, where there's the investor gods, the Bank of Scotland or the Bank of, of the Iron Bank. To me, I wish I can go back to 25 years old. If I was 25 right now, or if I can go back in time and tell my 25-year-old self, no, no, I wanted lower mortgage rates 25 years ago, 30 years ago. My first mortgage was like a seven and a half and 11%. I had to get a second mortgage in order to qualify for the first mortgage. I know you're saying, how stupid is that? Did you just say that? It, yeah, I didn't qualify for the first mortgage, so I had to get a second one where they could charge me more. And that leveraged it and that kicked in the door for me on the first one. 75 to 12% interest? Like, that's ridiculous. As a 25-year-old person now, again, I, I probably would have refinanced through the years if I still had those mortgages. But that's a magical number where we are today, low mortgage rates. I don't want to beat it up too much. Back to Chuck E. Cheese filing bank, bankruptcy. One of the reasons I won't ever own a David Busters is because I see David Busters as a modern Chuck E. Cheese. Now, it's got a little bit better of appeal. Instead of a clientele of eight-year-old kids with snotty noses and boogers hanging out everywhere, um, 
Dave and Buster's is more about the 18 to 25 year old male who wants to go watch sports and drink with his buddies and play video games. So it's got a little bit more of that alcohol. I mean, if you ever go to Chuck E. Cheese, or not Chuck E. Cheese, if you ever go to Dave and Buster's, go, man, that was a delicious meal. There's something wrong with you. But if you go, man, I had a fun night playing video games and watching sports with my friends. That's about right. Too much debt. Those are expensive buildings. Starbucks, not expensive building. Caribou Coffee, expensive buildings. You can go through the list of hundreds and thousands of stocks that are well-financed. Those are ones you're looking for. But again, consult a broker advisor taking action on any stocks. I'm not your mother. Initial jobless claims were higher than expected. Um, there's a lot of business headlines these days about how Americans are paying the price for shoddy coronavirus response. Uh, this is going to be a bad five months. And when I say that, it's just... Until we get through this election, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing, is my assumption. Hey, I really, 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 really like doing the show for you guys. If there's anything you want me to work on or focus on, I will. I can make it more basic. I can make it more complicated. Drop me an email, Rob at Rob Black's show. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.